Okay, here's why. Here's how I know that we are a well-oiled machine here at the MacArthur Program on Global News Radio. Because uh, Mary, for those that don't know, still working from home, been working from home since the pandemic. So uh, we communicate usually during the show through text. And I just text her, before we welcome Dr. Gorfinkel on the air, we're going to talk Pokeroo. To which <laughs> she replied, <laughs> okay. Uh, now, I'm not sure if that was like a okay or okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we bring this up, Mary, because uh, we've just been following mm-hmm. here in the studio on the monitor at the Metro Toronto Convention yes. Center this afternoon. Toronto Mayor John Tory, mm-hmm. along with Toronto's top doctor, Dr. Eileen Devilla, they are touring a kids' vaccination clinic also on hand and been running through the shot occasionally during the press conference. Yeah. Pokeroo from Polka Dot Door. Yes. Were you a big fan of (laughs) Pokeroo back in the day? I was a huge fan. And I I have to admit, of course, I'm always monitoring the news as well. And I happened to glance up because you cannot miss Pokeroo, you know, big green creature with the ears and all the polka dots from Polka Dot Door. And is that a Pokeroo sighting? That's Pokeroo. (laughs) And I got distracted from all the serious stuff that we were doing on the show. I'm like, Pokeroo. Oh, what great memories, you know, and great for him to be at that clinic and, you know, helping the kids not feel so anxious about getting a little needle for the COVID vaccine. Sure. It's a stroke of genius. It's great. But when you saw Pokeroo at a Mayor John Tory press conference, did you look at your coffee for a second and go, what, what's in here? Or no? <laughs> well, I think our, our I think our Mayor Tory was also kind of looking over his shoulder. I don't know if it was planned or if that Pokeroo sighting just happened because Pokeroo just popped in and surprise you and uh i thought that was a great moment down there and again just you know fun to have things like that happen here in the city right can i tell you just quickly the story of pokeroo do you know the backstory of pokeroo and how pokeroo came to be remind us okay this is my like one of my favorite stories in canadian broadcasting history uh polka dot door it's been on i think tvo right forever forever in a day uh but if you recall pokeroo uh, was only known to one of the two hosts of polka dot door and the other host would always come in and be like oh you just missed pokeroo and that host with the co-host would never believe that pokeroo actually existed And the only reason, and this is true, and such a uh, commentary on Canadian television to this uh, very day, the reason that is is because that co-host was also Pokeroo because they couldn't afford to hire somebody else to play the role (laughs) of Pokeroo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is so great that is one story in canadian broadcasting i did not know and boy oh boy having worked in this business as long as i have does that ever sound like canadian broadcasting i love it <laughs> okay let's get to without further ado vaccine researcher dr iris gorfinkel in here dr gorfinkel joins us of course each and every wednesday doctor how are you this afternoon can i complain on this cold day it's doing pretty well i hope you're okay yeah, we're doing a uh, very good. Thank you. Uh, listen, nice to see, as Mary mentioned, Pokeroo helping out in Toronto at a kids vaccination clinic. First Canadian kids receiving their pediatric vaccines uh, today. This is something, Dr. Gorfinkel, we've been waiting for for a while. So just how big is today in the next couple of days as we begin the rollout? It's, it's so exciting. I mean, I don't think we can take for granted that we have a vaccination in children that is over 90 percent effective at reducing COVID-19. 
That's pretty impressive. I mean, you consider how good is our flu shot on average? In an average year, the flu shot's only 40 to 60% effective. So having a vaccine in children this rapidly, yes, it's messenger RNA. Yes, it's one third the dose. And we know that you know, the safety profile so far looks excellent. All right. So what is it that uh, parents need to know? Again, we've had roughly, I think, uh, 100,000, maybe even a little more uh, sign up of the uh, million eligible kids between the ages of five and 11 uh, here in the province of Ontario. What is it that parents uh, need to know, those that might be a little concerned about the uh, vaccine for their kids? The biggest problem that they're going to face is the child's own fear. You know, and that affects some 60%, that's 60% of children who are getting the shot. They're worried about the immediacy of the pain of the vaccine. And I think the best way to manage that is to explain to the child exactly what to expect. So that that way it takes away some of the mystery. The size of the needle is about the size of one thick hair. That's actually the size. It's not a very big thing. And what sometimes happens for that 10% of children, one out of 10, who are so worried they're practically phobic, you may want to consider getting some Emla gel. That's a special gel you can get from the pharmacist that numbs the skin. You put that on about an hour before. And then what also helps, we know this from Israeli researchers. This is so cool. If a child with a burn has to have a dressing change, a game works just as well as an opiate drug for that child. No joke. So if the child is immersed in a, in a game, in a video game, he's got the headset on, he's listening carefully, not going to feel the shock. Not going to feel it. Between those two things, we've got it under control. Three things, you know, the explanation and owning it. So I think that's the biggest thing. Parents, of course, are worried about the immediate side effects. And what do we know about that? Yeah, the child will have some minor redness and soreness at the injection site. And, and about 60% of children, 6-0, will experience some headache, fever sometimes. This is like one or two days. It's not very long. Muscle aches can happen. And same with joint pains that are fleeting. But compare that to the risks of COVID-19 in children. So, so far in the past about three months, so we have data on this from uh, Health Canada, how many cases of MISC were there? This is the multi-inflammatory system in children. We've seen 269 cases in Canada, all of whom pretty much required hospitalization. So that's what's on the other side of the scale. So it is important to get children vaccinated. You know, that is really interesting what you mentioned about that research, I'm sorry, out of uh, Israel, that uh, basically distraction is as good as a uh, opioid, uh, a drug. So maybe uh, if your child has got a favorite game they like to play on your phone or if they've got a smartphone of their own, let them play that uh, game and the needle will be done before they even know it. Absolutely. It's all about immersion. And in fact, the more senses we can engage, the less the pain will be. So to the extent we can engage the vision, we can, ex we can engage, you know, the motor aspects. They're sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs, playing that game quickly. You know, what they hear, what they see, all of these things. Sometimes I'll give them even a lollipop. That helps, you know, because all of the senses are engaged. Your mind can really only be in one place at once. I use that for adults, too. If I have to do some minor procedure in my office, a lot of, a lot of animals have to worry about that. And I do the
will just play their favorite music, show them the video, and then just go about doing what it is that I need to do. And a lot of the time they're surprised at just how quickly it's over. That is really, really fascinating. I wanted to ask you as well, uh, we've had again roughly, I think, about 100,000 kids uh, sign up through the online portal. We were talking uh, talking with Dr. Peter Uni yesterday, head of the Ontario Science Table. At that time, it was roughly 68,000, 70,000. He was happy with the initial uh, response. Uh, where do you, Are you happy with the initial response, uh, Dr. Gorfinkel? And where do you think we need to get to to really you know, start talking about an endemic rather than being in a pandemic? I mean, do we need, what, 75, 85% of our kids are fully vaccinated? Well, ideally, in order to achieve herd immunity, what is herd immunity? Just really quickly, it's the point at which the disease will no longer spread because enough people have either been vaccinated or have had the disease. And here we're talking about having been vaccinated. We need 90% of people vaccinated. And the big problem, of course, is Delta because it's so much more transmissible. So we, you might have heard that 75% figure bandied about, but that was only because we were dealing with Alpha at that time, the original variant, but that's changed a lot because it's so much more transmissible now. So kids under the age of 12, Easy to remember, the 12-12 rule, 12% of the population. So in fact, we cannot achieve herd immunity without having this population vaccinated. We don't want schools to close. We want them to stay open and children can transmit disease. So it is imperative to have them vaccinated. But that's not the basis on which Health Canada even approved the vaccine. They approved it because of when they looked at the safety in children. It's for the child himself or herself that the vaccine is approved. It's not approved for the greater good of public health. I think that's a common misconception because the harms of COVID in children are substantive. And we take a look and see, okay, how many hospitalizations? It's true, one out of a thousand kids are gonna get hospitalized. But guess what? It's now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And what we are seeing is a sharp rise in the number of children who require hospital admission. So it, it cannot be discounted. All right. We've got to step aside and take a break. When we come back, we'll ask Dr. Gorfinkel about booster shots, the latest on that. When can you get a, a booster shot? When will you be eligible? And also talk about this uh, survey that was released uh, yesterday that says nearly half of all Canadians plan to gather indoors during the holidays without masking or social distancing requirements. Just how concerning is that? We'll ask Dr. Gorfinkel about all of that when we come back here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 